Hello to the Mumbitious. This podcast is for women unapologetically blending motherhood and ambition. I'm Kerry Kwan, the co-founder of Mums & Co. We are the movement upskilling and connecting business-owning mothers because you can harmonise your ambition, livelihood and well-being. Joining me each week will be our community manager, Lucy Kippis. With special guests, we'll delve into how you can create a world where women don't have to choose between growing a business while raising a family. Let's get into the practical tips and inspirational stories now. We acknowledge and pay our respect to the traditional custodians of the lands and waters of New South Wales where we record this podcast and all Aboriginal elders past, present and emerging. We respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land and waters of New South Wales and their continuing cultural, spiritual customs and practices. Take a look at your to-do list for today. Is well-being on there? That's one of the most powerful reminders that today's guest wants to reiterate to women, particularly working mums. Sonia Bastulich is an award-winning author, speaker, podcast host, and entrepreneur, leading and empowering women to embrace high-level change. Sonia, welcome to Mumbition. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here. Arts too. Now, for those who don't know about the incredible work that you do, can you please tell us a bit about your business? Yeah, so I have a few businesses on the go and all of them are very much based on my lifelong mission to creatively empower positive change and healing in the world. So with that mission, pretty much from childhood, I went into allied health and uh, became a speech pathologist. So I am founding director of an allied health company, now 16 years in, uh, and as you mentioned, author of children's and adult books and uh, podcast host of Chat About Children, again, empowering um, parents professionals to grow with the children in their life. And my most uh, recent business and book is Flourish for Mums, 21 Ways to Thrive with Self-Care and Acceptance is the name of the book. And I'd love to share a little bit of the inspiration behind the book and the business, because that certainly gives an element of context and flavour to the listeners. But essentially, over my decades working with thousands of mums all across the globe as a speech pathologist, I observed a really strong pattern with mothers, and that was that they often weren't feeling like they were enough. They often felt like they were failing that they were feeling at fault for anything that wasn't going right in their lives or the lives of their children. So there was a lot of guilt. And there certainly wasn't that element of including themselves in their own circle of nurture. And there actually seemed to not be a, how do I even do that in an authentic and elevated way? So then four years into running my speech pathology practice and business, I had my first child and then I had two more very quickly. So I had three kids all in two and a half years. And I was feeling the exhaustion of trying to get mothering right, trying to be a great wife, trying to be an excellent company leader, you know, that high achiever kind of thing going on. And um, I was exhausted. I just couldn't sustain that level of trying to get it all right, because I realized it didn't exist. But at the same time, I was feeling all this immense joy because I had these amazing humans in my life. So it was, it felt like a real roller coaster. So for me, I, I needed to do my own deep soul searching. 
And I needed to take the inspired action to shift from that surviving to the thriving and flourishing. And so that's really what I teach and coach and that's the essence of Flourish for Mums is being that bridge for women who know that they should be looking after themselves better but don't know how of where to start Uh, and being that bridge for women who want to shift from feeling like they're constantly chasing their tails and doing for others, not quite knowing how to elevate their self-care practices. So the business, the books, the programs, the resources, it's all around helping mums around the world to thrive and to flourish with elevated self-care as the fundamental cornerstone. And for mums in business, it means that they're able to nurture themselves, their families, whilst empowering their business. I can listen to you for a long time and I know that the people listening to Mumbition are are probably nodding their heads at the same time, you know, and, and that lived experience that we've all felt. But what I loved is that, you know, you have this focus on healing (laughs) with no judgment and there's also this integration like this holistic approach it's not just about you know and they're all interconnected which is what we do you know when we talk about our harmony of ambition livelihood and well-being they're all so important so amazing work and I remember too I'll just mention that at our last Be Empowered conference I know my sister actually attended and I, I'm pretty she bought your book <laughs> she was like, I sat next to her <laughs> oh my gosh and, and and literally bought bought your book on the spot so uh, you definitely resonate with so many women unapologetically blending their ambition and livelihood absolutely and thank you to both of you and to the Mums & Co team because you're really that important platform that makes that integration really happen. Sonia, self-care is obviously fundamental to the brilliant work that you're doing and I love the words that you were using there to describe it in terms of having an elevated sense of self-care, thriving, nurturing yourself. Given that you're an expert in this field, what are three habits or rituals that you have in place to harmonise your own work and home life? Yeah, well, I would say the first one is the morning, being an absolute sacred space for self. That's how I view it. So the morning ritual is a non-negotiable. I love waking up early and that this does not mean everyone has to wake up early, can I just say. But for me, that works well because silence is golden. There are no other interruptions. It is really just that sacred space for me to wake early. I have a shower. I do a full body moisturize. I'll usually usually select an essential oil and I really want to, I create a multi-sensory experience. So that's what I always want to do is create an experience with my self-care. And then part of the morning ritual is what I call heart-based breathing, heart-based activation and meditation. And I'll choose a key word or mantra that is relevant for me for that particular day. And that's a beautiful way to start the day. And it really sets me up to be connected to self and to be grounded and to be present when everyone else joins me for the beginning of the day. And so that to me is, is really does set the scene. The second habit or ritual, if you like, is nature is another non-negotiable for me. And there's so many beautiful ways that we can incorporate nature in our daily routine. And a few ways that I do it, I'm very blessed that I am near the ocean and I will get there pretty much almost every day, even if it's just for a few minutes. 
and the nature I see nature as my friend. We talked about you know harmony and interconnectedness, and, and nature is very much part of that. So, the ocean, I love being with the energy of the ocean, whether that's walking, meditating, or just being. And sometimes I say the tranquility of the trees. I'll ask myself, what do I need today? And it's really that tuning in. What do I need? Do I need the energy of the ocean? Do I need tranquility of the trees? And and just waiting for that answer. And if none of that's possible, like there are beautiful images of nature that I, I do have actually on my laptop. So it, it's always there as a reminder. And if I need to pause and just take some deep breaths with a beautiful image, I will do that. So nature is the second one. And third is how we, you know, how I close the day. And I say how we, because it's something I teach a lot of women, how do we close the day? And gratitude is a really popular one. But what I love with elevating that further is celebration. So reviewing the day with gratitude and celebration and not just all the outer stuff, because we can so easily go, I'm so grateful for, I don't know, like getting that proposal or that pitch was successful or all that outer stuff. That's awesome. But really coming into you, I'm really grateful that I was patient today when I could have lost the plot when my child was having a tantrum at me. You know, it's like those things are really big for us. And so it's really taking those moments to celebrate those inner those inner aspects that you are growing and you are evolving and you're acknowledging that. And I think, I, I mean, I get ex- you can hear me getting excited because I get excited about this when you see it within yourself and with, when others start to see it and acknowledge it within themselves. So they would be my three kind of key rituals is the morning, incorporating nature and gratitude and celebration to close the day. So beautiful. I love that you've got three and I also love that, the, you know, each part of the day sort of looked at and particularly I love the celebration aspect because we don't do that enough. And actually um, our colleague Sarah was only talking about that this morning, about how the more you do that, it actually rewards that centre of your brain, encourages you to do more and more. Sonia, we met um, on on social networking, on LinkedIn, and I'm wondering what, what does networking, what role does networking generally have in the day-to-day growing of a business? I know you've been established for as you said, about 16 years now, but do you have a favourite way to connect with other business owners digitally? Digitally, I would say, oh, look, LinkedIn, I love LinkedIn, obviously. Um, I think that's a great tool digitally to reach out to people. I know this is going to sound really obvious, but with the community that Mums and Co has established, there is so much opportunity there. And this is where I love connecting is because I know that when I see someone else is part of the community, as you can easily do, and I say LinkedIn as well, I've connected with Mums and Co members via LinkedIn because there'll be a comment on one of your posts or within the community group. And so I'm feeling like I'm more able and ready to say, hey, I'm from Mums and Co too. And there's already been that icebreaker, if you like. We already know we have something in common. My favourite way is looking at the communities that you really resonate with and reaching out digitally and saying, hey, let's just have a coffee date over Zoom, 15 minutes, um, do a bit of an intro, come to the stuff that you do, the lunches, obviously the the ambition conferences in person, which is even better. But digitally, I I also feel like taking away the awkwardness because networking can be really scary for people or just feel awkward for people. And so I think, and I used to feel that way too years ago, but I feel now if you're going in with a sense of authentically saying, I just would love to learn more about you. 
and wherever it goes, it goes. Have no expectations, but really genuinely know how, what can I learn from you and about you and how can others I know learn from you and about you. Um, and that's a really impart, important part of growing you as a person and your business. And we love all those opportunities to to connect. I hear this theme of connection is such an important you know, function for you. How about navigating the business risk side of things? Can you share some of the systems or the processes that you use to support yourself? Yeah, from a business point of view, and this stuff, I've got to say, I personally do find a bit boring. Like when it comes to things like policies and procedure manuals and operational manuals and things like that, which we have to do, it's not my favourite, but they are, they are so important and they would probably be one of the big ones. And having people that do enjoy it team up with you to do all the stuff you don't enjoy is a really other big one because otherwise you just put it off and put it off and put it off. So find the people that thrive on the stuff that you don't enjoy and that always is a beautiful compliment. So those manuals are really important. And having, I would say, keeping accurate notes is also, and keeping things in writing is a big one. I know it sounds really obvious and it's something that I have learned, I guess, from an ethical point of view, being in the health industry, to keep really clear notes and note, you know, meetings that you have or anything that you've organised, put things in writing. Uh, so you've got that running record and you can come back to things as well and reference them. That's a really, really important one. And I guess generally, what I've done, because there are lots of pots on the boil and some things I do, I've got a team around me and other stuff I do. It's really just me managing some of my own gigs, if you like. And so for that context, that's where I've really devised a system where I document everything in a in a secure way. But what I mean by document everything is what's my map? What are my, what are my passwords to things? What's the map to everything? And the reason for that is, and I only share that with a trusted person, it's really to have that emergency backup. What if and and if. So what if something happens and if someone needs to access this to speak to ABCD, how can they do that? So having that kind of um, emergency backup, we don't like to think about it, but it's super important. It actually gives you peace of mind too. So they're kind of some of the, the few bits and pieces I have going on. So I love the collaborative concept because Often when I've got a, we call it the frog of the day, like it's, 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 you know, just in your throat, you just don't want to, you just don't want to do it. And I always find that if I, you know, bring someone else to just even workshop the idea through, normally we'll have a big good outcome out of that. You know, I've actually got my thinking right, it's drawn it out and then, you know, you've got a solution, which is amazing. And that is actually a very interesting part of how we work at Mums & Co when we provide this psychological safety to run a business. And when you are psychologically safe, it means that you are more open to collaboration and that means you are, you are more productive. So it's very interesting. And the other thing you, I, I was listening to when you were talking about taking notes, I take notes because I've got a really crap memory right now and I'm not sure if it's because, uh, you know, we do a lot. There's a lot on our plate. We're doing hard stuff. But I need to take good quality notes because I cannot for the life of me remember, you know. <laughs> a good portion of what I've, I, uh, I, I need to, to do. And that's probably just because of the quantity, the sheer quantity of what we do as well. So, you know, we're having a look at your Instagram feed and there's lots of encouraging reminders there, including a favorite, which is to put yourself at the top of your to-do list. What's something you do each day to help keep yourself grounded? My one word answer for that would be dancing. 
<laughs> dancing. And look, there's probably more than one thing, to be honest, that I do to keep myself grounded. And it, and that's when it comes back to what do I feel I need today? But dancing usually does come into the picture, to be quite honest. And it's an awesome grounding tool. And what happens is your dance changes each day depending on, you know, where you're at and what you need because you just choose music that suits what you need and then you move according to that that way. And it it scientifically is also a very, you know, powerful grounding tool. So I totally am all for dancing. And can I just say, I'll share this with you. Not many people know this. We've had a dishwasher for I don't know how many years. I've never used it because I like to dance with the dishes. <laughs> Seriously, Dan, like washing the dishes is that's that for me is great quality time. I can pop my headphones on, I can get into me space, and I can dance. And sometimes I'll share it. So if one of the kids are helping with the you know putting away the dishes, it's a great opportunity to connect with them. And so they choose the music, and we all have a bit of a boogie. And you know, so I guess my point is, I love looking at opportunities that that are there every day, like they're staring at us in the face. What what can we do to just make the most of this time? That is the cutest. That's beautiful. I I don't know, Lucy. I'm you know visualizing microphone spoons and (laughs) lots of sliding across from you know wiping to washing. All good. Why not? That's that's really, really, really cute little anecdote, Sonia. Thank you for sharing it. Um, I was just thinking the only thing I can relate to that is sometimes I wash up with my earpods in listening to music too when I need to tune out if there's a little bit of noise going on around me. (laughs) I don't necessarily share that moment. It's just for me, but I, I totally get it. It can, you know, it brings some joy to a fairly mundane task. Totally, totally. And I think that's when a lot of your great ideas come too, is when you're not thinking about them and you just you just have creating that space. 100%. As you're well aware, at Mums & Co, we recognise the support of the community around us. It's in our name, the co part of our name. So I'd love to finish today's chat with a bit of an insight into your co. Who are the men or the women, the family, the partners, the clients or the friends that really support you and your business? Oh, look, there are many of them. I think I'm going to hone in on the immediate family, uh, my husband, my children, and like they are just, they're incredibly inspirational. My kids particularly, I, I love learning from them. I just love the fact that they are unfiltered, they are honest, and they are present, and they really do teach you a lot about yourself. So I I just feel like, yeah, where there's just so much, I come back to celebration, there's so much to celebrate as long as we open ourselves to, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly that our kids mirror back to us and embrace it and, and grow with it. Can't get more validating than that. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us on Mumbition, the podcast today. If you'd like to hear more or learn more from Sonia and all the work she does to support women, you'll find her on Instagram and LinkedIn. And if you haven't already, please come and join the thousands of business-owning women just like you at mumsandco.com.au. What's one of your favourite ways to connect with your kids? Yeah, I'd say one of my favorite ways to connect is mum dates. And we look at doing this pretty much every school holidays. So with the three kids, because they're so close in age, they're so used to doing everything together and everything is done as a group. And so we love um, 
school holidays where they each have a say in what they'd like to do on a mum date. Um, and I'll share this story because you're creating memories that they just treasure. They do when you do. Um, and I know one of my last mum dates with my son, you know, seven years old, um, and we went on a two and a half hour bushwalk and it led to the ocean and then we had dinner for two. And um, and when we finished the walk, he said to me, mum, if I ever have children, I'm going to bring them on this walk and I'm going to tell them, I did this walk with my mother. And then he said, oh, and if I don't actually have kids, I'll come as an adult with my friends and I'll tell them the same thing. <laughs> so it's just, it's that kind of experience that just stays with them. And the fact that he shared it in that way is kind of, I'm going to do this again and I'm going to remember this. I'm going to share it, on share it. Um, it just reinforced just that importance of, you know, making that time and just enjoying it. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Mumbition, the podcast by Mums & Co. Head over to the show notes now for anything you might have missed. Mums & Co is Australia's most caring business network for women. To find out more about our Mums & Co membership, visit mumsandco.com.au. This podcast was produced by Lucy Kippist and edited by the wonderful Morgan Sebastian Brown of Brown Tree Productions and co-hosted by Kerry Kwan, co-founder of Mums & Co and Lucy Kippist, our community manager. We'd love your feedback, so please rate, review and share Mumbition so that we can reach more business-owning mothers and their co just like you. Yeah.